You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And teaching and truth. You go back to another passage of scripture in Corinthians, and it says, uh, he said, for, for, uh, for every woman to have her own husband, for every man to have his own wife. Why? To flee fornication. But he says, he says before that, he said, it's not good, it is not good for a man to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman have their own uh, husband. What is that? That is a biblical principle of separation. It's a wall that you set up. The six-inch rule that I grew up with, that I hated as a teenager, was a rule that was a biblical principle rule. Was it thou shalt have a six-inch rule between unmarried people? No. But God says to avoid fornication, it is good if a man not to touch a woman. Why? Because the touching of a woman then, between male and female, now you are setting yourself up for fornication or adultery. God is such a legalistic person. But we want to throw all of that away as though it was a hurtful thing. When Deb and I got married, we drove away from the church, got to the bottom of the hill. That was the very first time we had ever been in a car by ourselves. We were sure somebody was in the car. They had filled it with newspaper and all kinds of stuff. What was it? Balloons. We got to the bottom of the church hill. I stopped the car. I got out. I went through to make sure nobody else was in the underneath all those balloons. We got married, and our marriage night was our first night of intimacy. You know what? We weren't hurt by a six-inch rule. That wall was not something to injure us. That wall was to protect us. You know, there are so many people that are trying to tear everything down. Let me just tell you, walls are good. Why build the walls? Because your life depends upon it. Why build the wall? Your family depends upon it. Walls uh, are there. There are protections. Uh, and those are so vital. Uh, I was told about a a pastor that was taking a walk, and uh, he was walking down this city uh, block, and when he got to this corner, he said there was uh, about a three-foot fence, and inside the fence was a little chihuahua dog. Outside that fence was a big pit bull. That little chihuahua was just yapping and yapping and yapping at that, that pit bull, and that pit bull was getting his, his napkin out, tucking it around his collar. And that little chihuahua from inside that fence was chirping and barking, let me out, let me out, let me out. I want my freedom. And that pit bull was just waiting. Go ahead, come on out. You see, that chihuahua was looking at that fence as an enemy. 
Moms, dads, your kids might think that the fences are enemies, but they're not. Don't tear the fence down. Don't tear the wall down. They don't understand yet, but there's coming a day where they will. But you're going to have to fight the battle. Do you know when it's going to get hard? Those of you that have small children, you think you're the best parents in the world. Your kids do what you tell them to do. Wait till that 17-year-old is looking down at you, mama. Or in Mrs. Brown's case, that fourth grader. <laughs> wait, wait till that teenager is bucking everything that you're trying to accomplish. Do we have to go to church again? You better establish some things right now because it's coming. So, oh, my kids, they will never do that. Let me tell you, they have a sin nature just like you have a sin nature. And if we, I tell you what, my kids are not perfect, uh, and I failed in so many different ways, but, but I was going to be more stubborn than my teenage kids were going to be. I wasn't giving in. Was I, son? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going to let a two-year-old have more of a more more determination than I had, and I wasn't going to let a a thirteen-year-old either. And they're going to push. And you better establish some things in your life. Why? Because your family depends on it. They depend on it. They've, they've got to have that. They might not like it. They might not understand it. But you have got to establish those boundaries. They're there for their protection. Uh, those walls. We need walls of protection. We need walls to protect ourselves from ourselves. The other day, about two weeks ago, David, we were sitting in the office. I said, all right, guys, let's have a phone check. I threw my phone on the desk. All the guys threw their phones on the desk. Unlock them. Started handing them around. We started going through. It's against staff policy to delete any browsing history on your own personal devices or on any ministry devices. I have never in all these years ever deleted any of my browsing history. I have never deleted the cash on my, my computers. I've always had somebody else do it. Brother David, it does it for me. I hand it over. They go through it. They start going through those browsing histories. They start looking for the images. Why? I need that accountability. I want accountability in my life. I don't want to set myself up for failure. I'm a sinner just like everybody else. And with that, what do we want? I want some walls. I want some boundaries. I want some protection. You know what? They say that 40% of every affair starts with a device. Hello? I don't know. I'm getting a call. Uh-oh, emergency SOS. Uh-oh. Hope the sheriff doesn't show up. I, I want protection. I want accountability. 
You know, when we are, when we, we look at walls as infringements on our freedom, what we are saying is we want to go somewhere we shouldn't be going. You know what? If you're going the right way, it doesn't matter. You know, let's say, let's say this is the boundary of the commandments on, let's see, let's talk, let's say uh, of being a thief. Well, if I am over here trying to serve the Lord, that boundary over there doesn't bother me at all. I don't need the commandment, thou shalt not steal. Why? Because that's not part of what I am trying to accomplish. I'm not right here. I'm not, I'm not with that, right at that testing spot. So the people that are fighting the boundaries, what they are revealing is their heart does not want any restriction. And what does that say about me as a person if I don't want boundaries? It's a it's, it sets up a dangerous precedent. So why build? Your life depends upon it. Why build? Your family depends upon it. Why build? Your future depends upon it. Your future depends upon it. When there are no positive processes in place for tomorrow, there will be no future benefits and blessings. Our future depends on the decisions we make today. And making right decisions today sets us up for success tomorrow. You know, the the people that I know that are out of ministry, I just printed off a a report, it's sitting on my desk. 90% of pastors' wives do not want to be a pastor's wife. 90%. That's Pew Research. That has gone up 10% in the last three years. 70% of pastors would quit if they had any other line of work. That's unreal. And you start looking at the amount of people. They say that only 5% of pastors retire in the ministry. 5%. That's a 95% washout rate. And that's not just independent fundamentalism, that's across the board. But let me tell you something, what is that? That is a statistic that there is a reality, and if there are that many people and that many pastors that are washing up, you know what I want in my life? I want as many protections as I can to keep me on the right path. I want to fight a good fight. I want to finish my course. I want to keep the faith. I want to get it to the end of my race. And you know what? That's what all of us want in our life. We want to get to the end of the race. And we will not get to the end of the race if we don't protect ourselves from ourselves. 
When I was a youth pastor, I would deal with parents and and I don't know how many times parents would say, well, I just, Brian, I just trust my kids. And I would look at them and say, I don't trust me. Why am I going to trust some hormone-driven teenager? And the reality is, because we set ourselves up for failure, there are a lot of failures. And I'm not saying that there aren't failures when we try to do things right, but they are a lot fewer and farther between. Why build? Nehemiah, why bother building a wall? I mean, everything is in ruins. I have no hope of building anything in the future if I don't get this city protected right now. There has to be a start starting place. Let me tell you, in life, the starting place is some walls. Standards, convictions, boundaries, uh, they are there for our protection. Our future depends on it. Our future depends on it. I'm seeing people drop out all the time. All the time. They said that the statistic was 300 churches were 300 churches close every month. Now, now that number is 330 something a week that churches are closing. 1,500 ministers a day walk out of the ministry. 1,500 a day, according to a recent Pew survey. People are, people are walking away. Why? They are they're letting walls down. They're getting entangled again with the yoke of bondage. They are, they are being destroyed. Such... A devastating reality. And Nehemiah came in. And you know what? By building the wall, Ezra had some place to build a temple. What happened? Jerusalem came back. An entire city was rebuilt. Why? Because somebody started with the boundaries. And the future was a possibility because somebody took the time to start with something that wasn't too enjoyable. Building a wall. Why build? You know what? We've got to be building some things in our own homes, our own lives. And don't let anybody tear them down. Don't let the podcast tear them down. Don't let your kids tear them down. Don't let yourself tear them down. You know, you know what you need to do? You need to just start broadcasting where your boundaries are at. You know what? That will keep you from backtracking. When I, after I got saved, I'm done with this illustration. I got saved my 7th or 8th grade year. That summer... Lord got a hold of my heart, went back into the public school my ninth grade year. 
Now, up until that point, I was in the in crowd. When, when we traveled for sports, the cheerleaders sat at my table. I was in that in group. And when I decided that I was going to stand for the Savior that ninth grade year, we would go into, I'd go into school and I'd start passing out tracks. I'd get invited to parties and I'd invite them to church. You know, what I found was I didn't have to give up my friends. They gave me up. But there were days that I wanted to go back. But I couldn't. Because everybody knew I was a Christian. I told them. And because of that, I couldn't backtrack. You know what? It worked. Do your coworkers know you're a Christian? Man, you start a new job. Well, I don't want to offend anybody. Man, you better put it right out, right out front. You know what it'll do? It will help you. It'll be a wall that says, okay, I can't cross some boundaries and lines because they know I'm a believer. The world doesn't know what a Christian is, but the world knows what a Christian is not. And those walls, those boundaries are, are to protect you from going places that you should not go, doing things that you should not do. It's, it is there to help protect you from yourself. It's for your life. It's for your family. And it's for your future. Let's make sure that we're putting some boundaries up. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness to us. And, and Lord, as we look at Nehemiah, we see the, the principles of what he was doing and why and how you led him to build these walls. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us in a day where every area of authority is being ripped down, every vestige of, of standards and convictions are being challenged. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to be more uh, firm and solid and and more uh, uh, more, uh, more uh, stable in our convictions so we can, we can make it. We want to get to the end of our race. We want to finish the course that you have set before us. And so I pray that you would help us. Bless each home, every family, and help us, Lord, to have the, uh, the intestinal fortitude, the strength to be able to stand in this evil day. And so help us to build some walls that will protect us. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. Uh, the instruments are going to play. If the Lord spoke to your heart, you respond. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.